A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set fire. I have come to set the earth on fire. And how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized. And how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided. Three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father. A mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother. A mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, I've done a thousand weddings in my years as a priest. Not once has a couple chosen that reading. <laughs> By the way, um, we've got a couple of very proud grandsons up here, Garrett and Dylan, because Grandpa, last night, Grandpa Salmon, Tom Salmon, he must be over here, became farmer of the century or something like that down in the, the Steele County Fair for southern Minnesota. So. Congratulations, Tom Salmon, on uh, this great, great Of course, Tom is very happy to share that with his wife, whose birthday was yesterday. She's 39, and so happy birthday, Linda. So, you want to buy a raffle ticket? No, I'm just joking. Anyway, so. But what a gospel. I mean, yuck. Whatever happened to that Prince of Peace? Lord of lords, the king of kings, where have they come to me, all you who labor? I mean, where is Jesus coming with all this stuff? Father-in-law against father-in-law, everyone's divided. Isn't he supposed to be bringing peace? Isn't the words that he said after the resurrection, peace be with you? So I decided to preach on the second reading. <laughs> it's a great reading, isn't it? That reading about sin and persevering against sin and shedding your blood to the point, you know, uh, of course it's not all that nice either, is it? It's a little too, like, graphic for this hour of the morning. And, uh, and of course, what does sin do? It causes division. When I get envious of Father Eric, okay, it never has happened, but anyways, <laughs> I mean, it causes division. When I steal from you, it causes division. It's a lot about division. That's why we confess our sin, to eliminate, to, to heal the division. So I think I'll preach about that first reading from Jeremiah. I love Jeremiah. Of course, that first reading, what's Jeremiah sinking in? A cistern, a well, in the mud. Why? 
because his family and his friends don't like him. They go, we don't like you, Jeremiah. You're, you're preaching too much about this loving God and about doing right and being good and, and, and living the, doing the right thing. And so the heck with you, Jeremiah. We're going to throw you into the cistern. You can sink in the mud down there. If you read the life of Jeremiah, it was a miserable life. So I guess I'll go preach about the gospel. What is this stuff about division? See, Jesus wants you and me to be clear that we're going to be his disciples. There's a price to be paid. If we're truly going to follow Christ, there's a price to be paid. I was thinking our slogan as Christians could be preach the gospel, experience the cross. Preach the gospel, experience the cross. Come on, everybody. Preach the gospel, experience the cross. Preach the gospel, experience the cross. Would that win you, followers, huh? That's what Jesus is saying. If you preach the gospel, and if you're going to be my disciples, you must, you will experience the cross. The cross is real. It's not make-believe. It is what the Christians will experience of course, as the gospel was being first written and proclaimed, the early Christian the church saw it. They saw their fellow Christians lining the streets of Rome up on crosses, being killed like their Savior, preached the gospel, experienced the cross. It's not just out there. Sometimes it's within here. It's brother against brother, sister against sister. I mean, think of the issues over the last years that have caused discord in our own parish community, in the church. Remember three years ago when Father Eric preached about immigration and calling us to love our neighbor who happens to speak Spanish? You think that the world had come to an end. Or think of how over these last couple years, as we have wrestled with the issue of marriage between a man and between a woman, I wonder how many of our members have left our parish and the church over the last two years. Or abortion. I mean, how do we wrestle with this issue? Can't even say the word without people being upset. And how do we love those sisters of ours who perhaps have had, and, and how, do we, how do we welcome them? It's an effort to make a, a prayer garden here for women who are post-abortive. It's a beautiful effort, a place of healing. Or faith formation, you know, we, we say to our confirmation kids, you, you got to go on this retreat. The confirmation retreat is the number one issue I have dealt with in my 15 years here at Divine Mercy. It's unbelievable. Or tithing. 
Remember a year ago when we were forcing raffle tickets down your throats? That is a good thing to reflect on. Because we said, buy a million more raffle tickets or tithe. It was almost a prophetic action. Perhaps it was and is. Because we are witnessing a community responding beautifully. And so I was thinking, how do we deal with these issues that if you preach the gospel experience the cross. If we don't want to experience the cross, how can, we, how can we not become like Jeremiah? How can you tomorrow when you go back to work or after vacation, you go back to school, if you don't want to be Jeremiah, thrown into the pit and sinking in the mud, three simple things to do. First, the first thing you could do if you don't like it, start your own church. I mean, for centuries, Christians have been doing it. We don't like this. Let's start our own church. I mean, make your house the church. Current U.S. law will let you write it off in taxes. I mean, it's like, what the heck? Put a little cross up there and they'll never know. Anyone work for IRS here? Anyways. Second thing. The in thing amongst Catholics has become a smorgasbord Catholic. Smorgasbord. You know, like when you go, to the, you go to some smorgasbord and there's all these things, well, I want macaroni and cheese or mashed potatoes or this, because I say I, I want this, this, and this. And, but you pick and choose. I like this, I don't like that. Why would I put Brussels sprouts on my plate? Well, there's millions of Catholics doing that. Well, I agree with the church's teaching on immigration, but I don't agree with the church's teaching on this. So I'll choose this one, but I'm not going to choose that one. That doesn't mean we are to be ignorant or not use our minds. So how do we wrestle with those issues, those, whether they're moral topics or theological topics? How do we wrestle with those? How do we reflect on those personally as a church? How do we come to a place of acceptance? How do we respect those amongst us who might differ? So today we're called to be Jeremiah. We're called to risk getting tossed into the cistern. We're called to be those men and women, those young people and old people, that community that stands out on a hill and says, this is the gospel. And even if we pay a price, we will preach the gospel and we will live the gospel. It doesn't mean we need to be in your face and, you know, yell and scream. St. Francis de Sales said 500 years ago, you catch a lot more flies with sugar water than with vinegar. So don't be vinegar. Don't have to be a sour kid. But we need to present the gospel. I believe Pope Francis has been given a tremendous witness of that these last months, of pre presenting the gospel, the whole gospel. But do it in a way that people can hear it. To do it in a way that those who perhaps have fallen away from the church or are angry at the church or frustrated with the church, 
can begin to hear and listen and receive the healing and the grace to come back. But preach the gospel, I will. Preach the gospel, we must. Because ultimately, it's the only source of peace. It's the only source of peace. But in the meantime, it might and it will cause division. But the gospel, let us preach.